White people, black people, Hispanic people, gay people, straight people, bisexual people, people with limps, people with lazy eyes, bald people, people with full heads of hair, people that sit up straight, people that have hunchbacks, all sorts of people. I know you're here, I know you're watching, I know that you know that I'm Dave Rubin and this is the Rubin Report Direct Message for February 23rd, 2021. And we've got a nice collection of stories for you and I'm gonna get right to it today. Quick reminder, of course, click that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and that little notification bell so that you have a small chance of seeing our videos. And uh, reminder, it ends at the end of this week, but right now Blaze TV is offering $30 off uh, their yearly package. It ends on Friday night, February 26th. You can go to blazetv.com and get 30 bucks off for the year. Oh, and before we do anything else, uh, let's talk about wine real quick. I'm a man who enjoys the red wine. I've got a bottle of it right here. Uh, guys, next time you grill up a couple steaks, pop open a bottle of extreme altitude Malbec wine right here, all right? It comes from these remote vineyards in Argentina, Argentina located up at around 9,000 feet. When these vintners aren't making wine, they're herding cattle, so they know meat, they know barbecue, and that's what these Malbecs are for. As soon as you open the bottle, you're gonna experience delicious notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. You're also gonna get less sugar, less chemicals, and less additives, and 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster and uh, I've been busting out the Malbec. You guys know I like my steaks and uh, it's dark and it's rich and it's good. The guys over at freethinkerwine.com just got a special shipment of these wines in. They've got one Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world at 8,950 feet. Visit freethinkerwine.com and you'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. This is just a small batch and it's gonna go fast. Just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine. Com. And now back to me. All right, first off, Clyde is barking like crazy right now. I don't know if people can hear it, but should we maybe go put him in a cage or like, we should treat him like a migrant children and put him in a cage. Don't you think we should do something? I'm not sure what we have to do. Who knows what's going on? All right, uh, let's talk about vaccines because uh, the infallible Fauci, as I like to call him, has said many things about vaccines. He has said many things about masks. Uh, he, of course, has, uh, for the last year, been in charge of our uh, COVID uh, plan, and sometimes he liked Trump, sometimes he didn't like Trump, now he seems to like Biden, but every few weeks seems to come up with a whole new plan of what we're gonna do or when we'll return to, quote, normality, as uh, he talked about yesterday. We played that clip with him and Dana Bash from CNN, uh, but this clip, is going viral right now. And I think it's worth watching because it's a cause for alarm if you ever think we're gonna get back to anything close to normality. Let's take a look. So there are things, even if you're vaccinated, that you're not gonna be able to do in society. For example, indoor dining, theaters, places where people congregate. That's because of the safety of society. You yourself, what you can do when you are together with another person, we are looking at that. And we're gonna try and find out very quickly what recommendations could be made about what people can do. What? 
what? After the vaccine, you're gonna still have to wear masks. You're gonna still have to social distance. You're still gonna, they're gonna come up with a plan related to who you see and where you see them. I mean, this is seriously dangerous stuff. Uh, and of course, dot, 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 because of the safety of society. That, that sounds a little bit like Palpatine. Remember, remember Palpatine? For a safe and secure society. And then that didn't work out for the rebels or anyone, anyone else, all right? Uh, we got some problems on our hands because not only are we watching our institutions collapse, I would say at this point, but how can anyone trust anything, right? Like how are they giving us any path to feeling like we are ever going to return, not to normality, as Fauci calls it, but just to something remotely sembling, uh, remotely, a remote semblance, let's say, of a free society. That, that would be nice to me. But after you get vaccine, now let's, let's just do the math here again, and I'm not a mathematician, so I want you guys to check this out at home. But the, the COVID virus has about a 99% recovery rate. And we know that the people who die have several comorbidities, usually diabetes or they're overweight, or have some other disease. Now we know that. That is not to say young people don't get sick. Again, I have several people that I know that have gotten sick, they've all recovered. But we know that the people who actually die are elderly people who are sick with other comorbidities. Okay, now 99% of people uh, survive, and now we've got these three vaccines, which people are starting to get. They've been getting them for now, what, two months almost? Uh, and you take in two portions, right? My parents already took their first portion. They're gonna take their second portion next week. And then the vaccine is supposed to be, there's three of them, but basically 95% uh, effective. So we have a disease that 99% of people, I'm writing it down, 99% of people survive. And now we've got a vaccine that'll work for 95% of people. Why could we not go back to things? Let me, let me just read the quote again. There are things even if you're vaccinated, that you're not going to be able to do in society. For example, indoor dining, theaters, places where people congregate, that's because of the safety of society. You yourself, what you can do when you are together with another person, we are looking at that and we are going to try to find very quickly what recommendations could be made about what people can do. What do you mean? So now they're suddenly telling us, if I'm understanding this correctly, infallible Fauci, what you're suddenly telling us, two weeks to flatten the curve was a year ago, wear masks, don't wear masks, two masks, three masks, wrap your head in saran wrap. And now after the vaccine, after the vaccine, we also uh, are not going to be able to do certain things in society like indoor dining, theaters, pe places where people congregate, no more church, no more temple, that's not a thing anymore, we're not gonna be doing that anymore. These are not good people that are in charge of us. I'm sorry, I believe that Fauci at one time in his career probably was a, was a good, decent man. And I know he's done some things in the past and he's helped with a lot of AIDS research and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I, I won't sit here and tell you that his, his motives are not good. I don't know what his motives are. This is, this is no longer tolerable. This is truly no longer tolerable if you wanna live free. What in God's name are these people talking about? After the vaccine, they're soon gonna give us, very quickly, they're gonna give us recommendations about what we can do in our private homes. This is dangerous stuff. I, I just don't even know what to say at this point. Like, either you get it or you don't. Like, maybe you've been in a coma for a while, uh, which a coma probably has 
a, a worse recovery rate than, than COVID. But maybe you've been in a coma, maybe you haven't been paying attention, but the, the goalposts keep moving. The goalposts keep moving. We were told Biden when he was running, you know, Trump is an idiot, he's mismanaged COVID. I'm gonna keep Fauci around, we're gonna wrap this thing up real quick. Then the second Biden becomes president, oh, we're gonna have a cold winter, a dark winter, scary things are coming. What is happening here, people? You gotta make some decisions for yourself. You know, I talked yesterday about being in Florida, a state that did not lock down, that basically is open and people are making decisions for themselves. That is the only way we are gonna get out of this. And also even, let's just, let's just say the virus was far more risky and the, and the mortality rates were far worse and it was killing a lot of young people. Well, we're still a year later. At what point can we say the government either doesn't know what they're doing, that these experts don't know what they're doing, or that whatever precautions they're taking are far worse. We know about suicide rates with young people. We know that alcohol uh, rates have been going up, alcoholism. You know, I was even thinking about it yesterday. I'm, I'm by no means an alcoholic. You guys know I do like my red wine, but I've probably drank more in this past year than ever before because you're home. You're just kind of home more. And it's like, we can't do things. You can't see friends, whatever you're gonna do. I try to drink a lot of water when I'm doing it. And then I sit in the sauna in the morning when I can to sweat it out. But the point is, when are we gonna say enough enough of this, that whatever you guys are telling us, you move the goalposts, you change what you're saying, you tell us about masks, you tell us about lockdowns, we were wearing gloves at supermarkets, all of these things, and then you know, eventually, okay, then, then they'll slightly open up and then they'll tell us about the, the Brazilian variant and the strain from Argentina and all of these other strange things. And then they'll open up for a little bit and then three years from now, they'll tell us that we need climate lockdowns and you can't get in your car anymore and everything else like that. It is just so obvious to me. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory to say these things. We are watching a certain set of ideas. Like I'm not saying it's a cadre and a cabal of eight people making these decisions, but we're watching like an authoritarian, horrible set of ideas, just see how much it can push us, how much it can manipulate us and everything else. None of this makes sense anymore. I'm sorry, Fauci, you don't make sense anymore. You, you, this, none of this makes sense. The CDC, I saw a video on Twitter today, the CDC was telling people not to wear masks back in last March, back in April, unless you're uh, you know, a medical professional, you shouldn't do it and it's not gonna help. And now it's like everyone wear them forever. And then we'll give you more recommendations. You just hang tight, sheep. Hang tight, sheep. We'll let you know when you can see your uh, brother again, okay? This is, this is just absolute ridiculousness. I, I, I don't know, where, where are the mature people in society? I suspect all the mature people are so selecting out of society. I think a lot of people are moving to the limestone hills of Montana. Is that such a place? Seems like a place. The limestone hills of somewhere. Where do they have limestone hills? Remember in the movie, uh, Deep Impact, Morgan Freeman was the president and they knew that the asteroids were gonna hit and there was gonna be massive flooding. So they built uh, something in the limestone hills of somewhere, they built like the, the ark, I think is what they called it. And that's where they were gonna have like 3 million people live. The limestone hills of somewhere. People are, the point is people are just gonna start checking out of society if all society can do is give us experts who have no idea what they're talking about. I'm sorry, you know what? Let me put it this way. Fauci, if you wanna come on the show, I will gladly talk to you. At one point, I think we had made contact. You know, he was doing, he was doing interviews with everybody. Now it seems like he only goes on CNN all the time. I will gladly interview Fauci I just don't know, how can I believe this anymore? How can I believe because of the safety of society, you're gonna tell us what to do? 
For example, indoor dining, theater, places where people congregate. Should we never see people again? Should we all sit in our rooms alone for now on and just do everything by Zoom? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Maybe it is what they want. And then they'll decide who can be on Zoom and who can be online. And then before you know it, before you know it, it's over because that's, that's what they're giving us. Really banana stuff, guys. Uh, let me talk to you for a second about Patriot Mobile because I've got some great news to share about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically, which will make it even easier for more Americans to switch to the wireless company that shares their values, leaving big name carriers who charge you way too much behind. I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they are mobilizing freedom at a time when it seems like everyone else is threatening to silence us. I mean, hell of a segue to the last story. And as America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, they are donating a portion of every dollar earned to support organizations fighting for religious freedom, First and Second Amendment rights, sanctity of life, and the needs of veterans. Plus, you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers but charge much less. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Ruben or call their U.S.-based customer service at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. This month, get a free premier activation where they set up the phone for you and a special gift with the offer code Ruben. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Ruben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ruben or 972-PATRIOT. And now back to me. All right, if, if you don't, think that whatever's going on with Fauci and whatever's going on with these rules is a little crazy and we're not really getting the truth and the people that are the experts and supposedly uh, governing over us, if you don't think that they're not doing a great job, well, right now uh, we've got these hearings happening on Capitol Hill, although a lot of it's being done by Skype and Zoom and everything else, uh, for the attorney general pick uh, of Merrick Garland. So they have the, you know, in effect, Congress has to decide if he is going uh, to be the next attorney general or not. So they're asking him a lot of questions and there's been a whole bunch of clips going viral. And I have to say, I, I have not been impressed with this guy. He's kind of fumbly and mumbly. It's a little unclear what he's saying. He doesn't get to the point. He's, he's just not been great, but I don't care about any of that. And I suspect, I suspect he's probably a decent person. However, some of his answers have just been unbelievably horrible. Uh, this is video from NBC News. And uh, he was asked about attacking federal property and uh, is that terrorism? Is that domestic terrorism? Well, let's take a look. Let me ask you about uh, assaults on federal property in places other than Washington, D.C., Portland, for instance, Seattle. Do you regard assaults on federal courthouses or other federal property as acts of domestic extremism, domestic terrorism? Well. Senator, my own definition, which is about the same as the statutory definition, is uh, a use of violence or threats of violence uh, in an attempt to uh, disrupt uh, democratic processes. So an attack on a, uh, a courthouse while in operation, uh, trying to prevent judges from actually deciding cases, that plainly is um, domestic uh, um, uh, uh, extremism, um, 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 uh, domestic uh, terrorism, um, an attack simply on a government property at night or any other kind of circumstances is a clear crime and a serious one and should be punished. I don't mean, I don't know enough of the, about the facts of the example you're talking about, but that's where I, I draw the line. One, one is both are uh, criminal, um, uh, but one is uh, a core attack on our democratic institutions. 
Did you catch what he just did right there? So that was uh, Josh Howley asking the questions right there. And in effect, what Merrick Garland said is that if you attack a federal building during the day when people are there, then I guess that's kind of terrorism. But if you attack the building at night when people aren't there, maybe that's just criminal, that's not terrorism. The implication being that you could go to your federal courthouse and as long as you blow it up at night, that you're not a terrorist. That just has to be during the day now. Right. Sorry to the uh, the night watchman there or the uh, the evening janitor because they're gonna get blown up in a terrorist attack. By the way, don't blow up federal buildings. Political violence is never okay. I'm fully willing to say that, unlike uh, so many people these days that have no problem with BLM and Antifa violence. Federal uh, attacking, attack, well, I'll go even further. You're not allowed to attack people violently. You're not allowed to attack buildings and property violently. Can't do that in a civil society. I know that's edgy, I know that's out there, but that's my personal belief. Uh, but this odd distinction that he's making, that somehow, depending on the time of day that you attack a federal building, and who might be there at that time of day, because that's obviously the next extension really of what he's saying, that that will decide whether something's a terrorist attack or not. And what so what is this really about? What is this really about? Does, does Merrick Garland honestly believe that depending on the time of day, if you attack a building, that in one case it's terrorism or one case it's not terrorism? The answer to that is obviously no. I, I don't think there's any way he actually believes that. What he's trying to do here is an extremely dangerous slippery slope, which is he's trying to excuse Antifa violence. We know that Antifa was attacking the Portland courthouse. We know they've attacked federal buildings in Seattle. We know that they've attacked all sorts of uh, governmental and private property all over the place. By the way, I don't even know that I would make a distinction. If you just burn down uh, a Target or you burn down a Pep Boys, which Antifa has done, I'm not even sure that that's, is that worse or better than burning down a governmental building. I, I think there's a philosophical debate there. Like just because you burn down private property, it's not the government that that is somehow better than burning down the federal thing. But, but putting that philosophical issue behind, uh, this is seriously dangerous because what he's saying is there's some excuse. There's some delineation between when Antifa does things. He didn't say Antifa specifically, but that's obviously what he's talking about, right? It's, there's some distinction between when they do that kind of stuff and when other people do other things. And this, this is seriously dangerous. By the way, there was another uh, moment in that uh, hearing, which we were gonna play, we decided not to, where he's asked about um, men, tr men, biological men who transition to female, who then play in female sports, and if that's okay, and he basically can't answer that question, sort of said something like, I haven't thought about it enough, something like that. It's like, again, are these supposed to be the experts who should be in charge of our health in terms of Fauci and in charge of our laws in terms of Merrick Garland being the attorney general? Man, we in trouble. <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble, people. Uh, but if you don't think we're in trouble, I got even more trouble. This is an alarming show today. Uh, congressional Democrats are promoting the idea that Fox News and OAN and Newsmax, who all, you're not gonna believe this, they all happen to be right-leaning uh, news networks, that they should all be censored. So this is from the paper formerly known as the New York Times. Members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee sent a letter on Monday to Comcast, AT&T, Spectrum, Dish, Verizon, Cox, and Altus asking about their role in the spread of dangerous misinformation. The committee members also sent the letter to Roku, Amazon, Apple, Google, Hulu, 
digital companies that distribute cable programming. The scrutiny of cable providers took on new urgency after supporters of former President Donald J. Trump, who repeatedly promoted the debunked claim that the election was rigged, stormed the Capitol on January 6th. So, all right, come back to me for a sec. So before we get to the, to the quotes, I've got some quotes from the Democratic uh, politicians, although I would say they're activists more than politicians at this point. Um, do you see what's going on here? So now let me just link all these stories together. We've got um, medical people in charge of us constantly moving the goalposts and now they're gonna get back to us as to when we can get together with people. Okay, that's one thing. We've got a potential incoming attorney general who's in charge of the law who can't decide or in effect has decided that depending on what time you blow up the federal building, well, that'll, uh, you know, that'll depend on what uh, crime and punishment it is. And now we have a group of Democratic politicians trying to basically take out the opposition, meaning that OAN, it doesn't matter, this is actually completely irrelevant to my feelings about any of these networks. Now, obviously I go on Fox a lot, they let me go on, they never censor anything I say. I go on live and that's it. Okay, that, that's my experience with Fox. And by the way, I never get invited by CNN. I never get invited by MSNBC. I did have a New York Times, uh, a New York Times bestseller. I sold a book and it was a New York Times bestseller. For some reason, Fox put me on. Why? And it was all about defending liberalism. Why didn't CNN put me on? Why didn't MSNBC put me on? Um, that's a bit of a sidebar, but the point is they want the opposition taken out. What these democratic politicians are saying is, oh, there's information out there on these scary right-wing networks and we don't want half the populace actually knowing things that we don't want them to know. So not only are we gonna try to get them kicked off the cable carriers, right? That's the Comcast, the AT&Ts, but we're also gonna talk to Roku. We're also gonna talk to Apple TV and Google Play and all of the other places that you guys can get streaming things. And is it really because they don't want people to uh, be confused by misinformation or do they really mean counter information? What information would it be, would be okay that these people would say, hey, that's all right, it's just a different opinion. They've decided that half of us are racists and why would you allow racists to be on uh, networks or why would you allow them to have apps or get their information out in any way? So if you think this is just about them coming for Fox News or Newsmax, I think you got another thing coming. We got a quote here from uh, two Democratic representatives, Anna Eshoo and Jerry McInerney. To our knowledge, the cable, satellite, and over-the-top companies that disseminate these media outlets to American viewers have done nothing in response to the misinformation aired by these outlets. Scary, that's scary stuff. We've also got a quote from House Energy and from the House Energy and Commerce Committee letter. This is the letter that they actually uh, sent to the carriers. Are you planning to continue carrying Fox News, OANN, and Newsmax on your platform, both now and beyond the renewal date? If so, why? Do you see people that this is the government trying to infringe on free speech? This is what we would call the outsourcing of tyranny. They're saying, oh, we can't silence people because of that gosh darn pesky First Amendment. So we're going to try to put pressure on private companies to eliminate the voices that we don't want. This, by the way, is very similar to, you may remember some of the hearings about big tech. And one of the things that AOC was trying to do was really pressure, really scare Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook and Jack Dorsey at Twitter 
and some of the other big tech people to basically say, if you don't deal with misinformation, and what she means by misinformation is stuff that I don't like, that we will do something about it. Because she knows as the government can't step in and stop your speech because of the First Amendment, at least they can't do it yet, that she would try to outsource the tyranny, make sure that, oh, the companies will do it. So it's not just that they want Fox and Newsmax booted, but they also wanna then push big tech to get rid of you. This is seriously dangerous stuff. Man, I've given you three scary, scary stories and I'm, I'm ending it with, with one that's so stupid that it's, it's beyond scary. This one should be, in normal times, this one would be scary. Now it's just like patently absurd. And if you've ever seen anything that sums up everything happening in the world right now, well, here is a Cartoon Network uh, promo because they're, they're promoting anti-racism and, and wait for it because anti-racism is racism. Or purple? What the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up a minute here. Ugh, who wrote this? I, I think it kind of does matter that I'm purple. I mean, I'm purple because I'm literally an alien. Well, I'm not an alien, but it definitely matters to me that I'm black. Yeah, it makes a difference that I'm white. I know the two of us get treated very differently. I just think it's messed up to compare me being an alien to you two being different races. You're both human, you're, you're totally biologically the same. Adding purple people into a lesson about human racism makes no sense. Yeah, that is pretty, pretty weird. I think people like the black, white, or purple thing because adding a fantasy race in there helps distract from the actual racism black people have to deal with. Right, my experience with anti-black racism is really specific. Other people of color experience other forms of racism too, but you won't see any of that if you don't see color. Dude, so this entire public service announcement could be a ploy to avoid talking about racism altogether. Hey, uh, can we get a rewrite where we appreciate each other without erasing what makes each of us different? Okay, but it's gonna add a couple hours to the shoot. I can make yours open. Uh, you were rolling just now, weren't you? Can't we just slap some graphics on this and call it a day? That is some propaganda horseshit bullshit on a stick. Oh my God, this is literally what Cartoon Network is promoting to children. And think about how many parents just let their kid go watch Cartoon Network. You think you're watching reruns of Ren and Stimpy or whatever the hell's on Cartoon Network. I have no idea anymore. I used to get stoned and watch Ren and Stimpy on Cartoon Network when I was about 22. I don't, I don't know what they're doing now except for that craptastic stuff. I mean. Do you see what they're doing there? They're making everything about race in the name of non-racism. And that little black girl telling you how much racism she experiences. She's a fictitious black girl, by the way. And also, why was they had a white director there? I mean, let's get that guy fired, right? There's that guy, he's just sitting there, white, directing. He shouldn't be doing that. Could they not find a black director? I mean, the whole thing is such nonsense. And the way they play it and then try to flip it like they're the good guys, it's just gross. If I had a bucket to vomit in, I would do it right now. And I suspect some of you are vomiting at home. Cartoon Network, I don't like you. So to recap today's show, uh, Fauci, the infallible Fauci, no good, no good. This isn't working anymore and a lot of people are pissed. Not good, but you can't do violence, people. Remember, no violence, obviously. 
what was the second story? Jesus Christ, it's a lot of stuff. Then uh, Merrick Garland might be the attorney general uh, and he'll decide whether blowing up a federal building is terrorism or not. It'll depend on the situation. Don't upset him about that. Uh, the Democrats are trying to remove any uh, voices of, of counter-programming uh, from cable and from the apps. That's wonderful. And Cartoon Network is brainwashing your children. I'm Dave Rubin. This was the Rubin Report Direct Message for February, I think, 23rd, 2021. There's a lot going on in the world, guys. We're in it together, man. We're in it together. Craziness, really just craziness, but let's keep fighting. That, that's all we can do. Keep fighting, keep building. I, I have nothing better to do than save the world. I assume you don't either, so let's just keep going. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great day.